Hey guys, did you miss me? Welcome back to the Scones and Tomes Book Club podcast with your host, Librarian Anna. Today we have a special treat, our first ever annual Utterly Booked Awards. We spent the majority of 2022 reading together, and I thought it would be fun to take a look back at all the books I've read this year and share them with you in the vein of an annual book awards ceremony. Now, I shouldn't have to say this, but if I didn't like a book you love, y'all, it's okay. We're not one body, one soul, one mind. We're allowed to have different opinions on books. So don't send me hate mail complaining that I didn't like your favorite book this year. It's almost 2023. Let's start moving past that. Anyway, go grab your cup of cozy and let's jump into the episode. Before I get into the superlatives, let's just take a look at my 2022 reading year as a whole. At the time of recording this episode, I've read 63 books in their entirety and completely given up on four. My original reading goal for the year was about 75 books, and since I've gotten so close, I really can't complain too much, especially with everything we've had going on this past year. Of those 63 books, I happen to own about 40 of them in one format or another, which is also really respectable. And with the exception of a few book club reads, next year, one of my goals is to read almost exclusively from my physical and virtual shelves. But of course, heaven only knows how well that's going to work. So of those 63 books, about 14 of those were arcs from various years, which again, better than previous years, but I can always do better. So let's talk about our first category, which is most impactful. For this category, I'm going to go with Bear Town by Frederick Backman. This is one of the first books that I read in 2022, and it still haunts me to this day. If you don't know, Bear Town is about the small Swedish town called Bear Town that everybody says is almost utterly finished. But in this small town, there is an ice rink that was built generations ago, and the ice rink is the reason why this town continues on for the first time in a long time. Their junior hockey team has a chance at winning the national semifinals. So all of the town's hopes and dreams have been rested on the shoulders of a bunch of high school boys. So this match then serves as a catalyst for an act of violence that's going to change everything. This book is so incredibly written and I felt, I literally felt so much while I was reading it. Every chapter just had me feeling all the feels. I read it in audiobook, which I also highly recommend. And it's actually kind of a miracle I didn't hit a reading slump after reading this because it is actually pretty emotionally exhausting. <laughs> but it's so worth it. There are some content warnings on this one for graphic sexual assault and resulting fallout, among other things as well. So please read with caution, but I highly recommend you read this one. Next up, we have our most unique book. And for this one, I picked Ravenfall by Kaylin Josephson. Kaylin Josephson has had some of the most unique fantasy books that I've ever had the pleasure of reading. And honestly, I enjoy them so much. Ravenfall is her middle grade debut as we follow 13-year-old Annabella as she tries to make her family proud, even though her gifts to seeing visions of the dead make it very difficult in comparison to everyone else's gifts. So when Colin appears on Ravenfall in doorstep looking for his missing brother after his parents are tragically killed, it seems Annabella might finally have her chance to do something useful for her family. But these kids might be getting a little over their head as they unearth some pretty dark family secrets, as well as a supernatural creature that has his own plans. This was such a fun Halloween town meets Encanto meets Supernatural read, and I loved reading it over my anniversary trip, which ended on Halloween. 
perfect for your October TBRs. And highly recommend you also check out her book, Stormcrow, which I didn't read this year. I read it a couple years ago, but also highly recommend that one. My most surprising read of 2022 is It Happened One Summer by Tessa Bailey. Okay, first off, can we just talk about this July cover? Because it is absolutely perfect. Personally, I am not one for super spicy rom-com reads, even though I seem to have read quite a few of them this, this year. But this one had my heart and honestly I was diving into this one with a full expectation of not enjoying it and the exact opposite happened. I feel like the Instagram was right on the money with this one. So it happened one summer is about Piper Bellinger, your typical LA party princess, social media light who gets herself into some trouble, cut off from daddy's money and shipped off to nowhere. Except nowhere happens to be a little fishing town called Westport, Washington, and she and her sister, who graciously tagged along, are tasked with running their late father's dive bar to learn responsibility. Like any good Hallmark movie, this book has small town vibes, grumpy sunshine, opposite the track tropes. Plus, it's extra spicy for good measure. It was really fun to read, and I can't wait to pick up the second book this summer. All right. So really quick, let's take a little bit of a depressing turn, which was my most disappointing read of 2022, and that is House of Hunger by Alexis Henderson. So in 2020, I adored The Year of the Witching. I devoured it in one sitting on Halloween and proceeded to sleep with the lights on for the next three days. Obviously, I was pretty crazy excited about this one since it was being advertised as an Elizabeth Bathory-inspired gothic horror fantasy novel, and I was all for it. But honestly, it fell pretty flat for me. It just had way too much going on, and it felt very rushed. And I think part of that was the page count, because <laughs> Year of the Witching is a little bit of a chunker. This one was not. And our main character was pretty typically tragic, but honestly was pretty two-dimensional in my opinion. And honestly, I ended up just, I finished it because there were secrets to, and I needed answers to them, like for what the dark secrets were surrounding where the other bloodmates went, as well as what was in the basement of the house. Like, there were so many questions and they never got answered, and I was really sad about that. For this one, there are some pretty heavy trigger warnings in this one for blood, death, gore, sapphic sex scenes on page, and among other things. So, read with caution. Though I do have a runner-up for this category, which is Five Survived by Holly Jackson. <laughs> so, if you've been around for any length of time, you know that I love a good girl's guide to murder series. So, when I saw that she had a new standalone book coming out, I was really, really excited. So when I got my copy via NetGalley, imagine my surprise and disappointment that this novel did not just hit the way A Good Girl's Guide to Murder did. The writing style is still great, but due to the short time frame of the novel, you, you don't get attached to the characters the way that you did in A Good Girl's Guide to Murder, like even just the first book. So I just I couldn't care about the story because I didn't care about the characters. And then it felt pretty rushed, and I feel like there just wasn't enough buildup or sense made out of all the like various port plot points. So, uh, maybe it's just me. 
but I felt like this one did not hit the way that her previous books did, but I'll still read anything else she puts out, and I hope her next one is more up my alley. On the flip side, we have Most Enjoyable Book, which for this one, it should be no surprise, but I picked House of Earth and Blood by Sarah J. Mass. I'm sure y'all are so tired of hearing about Sarah J. Mass and her fairy books because they're all over social media. Everybody and their mother seems to have read them. And I don't care. I love her books and rereading House of Earth and Blood this year for Book Club was so much fun. And I do not regret it one bit. But the award for most beautiful book of the year goes to my copy of Violet Made of Thorns by Gina Chen, which is the Barnes & Noble YA Book Club edition. And it is so, so pretty. This is 100% an Anna cover for of a book because it's rich purple and gold tones, floral borders, and there's such, there's foil on it and it's so pretty and I can't. The story is also a lot of fun, so please go check it out. But before we continue into our genre highlights for the year, we'll be right back. All right, my dear friends, let's jump into some genre highlights. So these are all my favorite books in a handful of different genres for the year of 2022. I almost didn't include this section because there were a lot of rereads and some cheats for the different genres on this one, but I figured, who cares? Maybe someone who has never heard of these books or had no inclination to pick them up would be inspired to check them out from listening to this podcast. So we'll start with the cheats, the cheating books, and the first one is going to be my best pick for science fiction which I chose The Lunar Chronicles by Marissa Meyer. The reason this is a cheat code is because, one, this author also shows up later on our list, but two, technically this book is sci-fi slash fantasy because they are retellings of fairy tales that take place in a cyberpunk Beijing because even in the future, things start with Once Upon a Time. If you've been following me for a while, you know that I'm obsessed with Marissa Meyer. You know that I love this series. And you would also know that one of my goals this year was to actually finish the series because I never wanted it to end. So I had a quite a big stack of books that I never actually finished because I stopped reading after Crest came out because I didn't want the series to end. So... I finished it this year. I read pretty much every single book on audiobook and it was magical and I loved it and I highly recommend it. My other cheat code book is for my favorite nonfiction and this is also another reread and that is The Lazy Genius Way by Kendra Adachi. I love this book. I'm obsessed with the entire Lazy Genius brand to be honest. And I've been shoving this book on everybody since I read it in 2020. It was a Paper and Glam book club pick for January of this year. And honestly, this is probably going to be an annual read. Let's just be real here. So next up, we have the award for best graphic novel or manga, which I'm going to give to Fangs by Sarah Anderson. You might recognize the name from her comic series, Sarah Scribbles. But this beautiful graphic novel, which has a red velvet cover tells the love story of 
a werewolf and a vampire in a series of little short comic strips. It was so adorable and had me giggling the entire time. I'm pretty sure my husband asked me more than once what was so funny. And it was just had that like cute paranormal romance vibes that I was obsessed with in the mid-2000s. So lots of nostalgia. Covers beautiful and it was just fantastic. Coming up to our best fantasy novel, it should be no surprise that I selected Gilded by Marissa Meyer. This book is the intense late winter dark fantasy novel of my dreams. It's based primarily in German folklore. This book is a unique Rumpelstiltskin retelling and I'm obsessed with it. So at the time of recording this episode, I'm only about 10% into the sequel Cursed and I'm already on the edge of my seat wondering what is going to happen. So now my dear friends, it is time for our best and worst reading experiences of 2022 section. So without further ado, our worst read of 2022 was Autumn by Allie Smith. So I picked this up in September as part of the Papering Land Book Club and as someone who is fall obsessed, I was looking forward to reading a book that is lauded as an ode to the season. And instead, I was absolutely miserable through the entire thing. But since I'm a chatter for the book club and generally an optimist with books, I made it through to the end and I'm debating if I should even keep it on my shelf. <laughs> this book is beautifully written, but it is hardcore literary fiction, and it is written for the purpose of being art and not for being a good read. But as someone who has to be able to enjoy the plot, or at least the character goes in a book, enjoy it, this book was not it for me. And our best book of 2022 is Wild is the Witch by Rachel Griffin. You might recognize the author from our episode on the nature of witches and this sophomore novel is absolutely amazing. The actual book itself is just stunning. Both the dust jacket and the actual hardback are absolutely beautiful and it is a beautifully written novel that is a love letter to the Pacific Northwest and the natural world and it just has just the right amount of enemies to lovers, magical realism, and naturalist fiction to create the perfect blend of a reading experience. Thank you so much for listening to this final episode of the 2022 reading season for the Scones and Homes Book Club podcast. There are some fun things coming down the line, including a new name. So starting in January, we'll be transitioning to the Librarian Anna's Reading Guild. It's still your monthly invitation to grab your favorite cup of cozy, your favorite pen, and dive into a new book every month. But stay up to date with all of the changes and updates via our Instagram at the Librarian Anna. And I hope you have a wonderful New Year's and I will be back in your headphones next month with our episode on The Hunting Party by Lucy Foley. Until next time, friends, stay cozy.